the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R and SinceRightNow.com with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. (laughs) All right. Tonight's a takeover night, so I was Another feeling like, yeah. What's interesting is uh, we we've been uh, we haven't done an episode just us in forever. No, it's we good. missed like three in a row, yeah, for a variety of reasons. Yep. Um, did you did you ever air that episode that we recorded I, in Austin on the porch? It was shitty. It's gonna be a lost episode. Oh, I'm gonna it's uh, I'm gonna. Was it a bad quality? No, it episode? wasn't. It okay. wasn't bad. Um, it, I have to do work on it though. Okay. So what Jeff's talking about is when we were in Austin for uh, Waftiac. Waftiac. Right. Um, we agnostics and free thinkers in an AA conference, yep. 2016. Um, we recorded a an episode on a little portable recorder, out sitting around outside with the recorder on a table. Yeah. And it was fun, but uh, it's. Um, Shitty just sound. needs a little work. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, so, and it'll be, it won't necessarily be as, it won't be timely. Let's yeah, put it that way. Because yeah. we talk about the the day we were yeah. all there. Uh, and so that was cool. Yeah, Waftiac. That was, yeah, Waftiac was cool. And I think most people got to see your video. Yeah. I mean, the video, if you haven't, uh, the f- front homepage of um, the recovery revolution dot online has the video real big front and center where uh, Joe C of rebellion dogs uh, formed this panel called living cyber, which is a play. I, I was slow on the uptake on living sober, which is a publication of AAs. Yeah. Um, and we found is like the thing for F- atheists and agnostics. That's what they call the right. meeting and the book. So I didn't even know that. So it was like a double yeah. funny entendre um, in that domain of living cyber because it was all about um, online recovery space, you know, podcasts, blogs, the sites yeah! out there, the Facebook and Twitter and all that. And uh, so it was Josie and we invited Tammy and we'll be listening to in just a moment uh, and myself. And it was, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope people got some value out of it. But creeping up on 3,000 people that have watched the video. Wow. So you don't want to be left out. No, no check it out. Yeah. Recoveryrevolution.online. Binge, Go check it out. Um, yeah, binge watch it. This has been watch another clean and um, sober intervention. And, uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, and we all survived Thanksgiving. No one drank. No one drank. No, no one had family drama right. in Seattle. What about you? Any weird family Well. Always. Always. Uh, just families, you know, I think that's what family's for, right? Yeah. Just to sort of make sure you're, I don't know what. Yeah. Make who sure you you're are. S- extra sober. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> um, yeah, I was definitely extra sober. Good. And, you know, that can be challenging sometimes when some people aren't extra sober, but yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So what else? What yours was good. You hosted. You we were... hosted. Yeah, it was all good. Everyone, everyone made it out. We had. Yeah, it was. I think the politics of the world now, when you have all the different political views in one room, for uh, Thanksgiving is something where there were winners and losers. Yeah. People feeling high on life and people feeling um, funny. So it was funny to he- hear all the people who were telling stories of how 
they had cried that night and how emotional mm. the night was. And yeah, I don't think the other side got it. So yeah, and I just tried to play a good host and make sure everyone had enough to drink and eat. So, but it was okay. Had a good weekend. It's good to be back though. I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited for the ladies. Yeah, and I don't know. Do we have anything else to uh, catch up on? I don't know. Catch up on. I'll tell you what. If it's not too late, I think you can still get shipping on uh, sweet recovery teas from on our own dot supply. I'm just saying. Um, it wouldn't kill you to give somebody you love or yourself a little yeah. treat this holiday season. Um, what else I got? There's just. Uh, Despite the holiday hours and holiday post schedule, um, there is a lot going on behind the scenes, and you know we're going to come back blazing, uh, probably you know early mid Jan after the holidays are passed. It's just going to be a big uh, bunch of new stuff to announce. Not yeah. the least of which is um, we're going to have uh, a, a, some exciting new guest editors of the site Ooh, coming up where they'll do sort of a takeover of the site. Ah. So look forward to that in the coming year. And then we're going to do some interesting things with the podcast. Yep. We're going to do some vodcasting. Yep. Um, but so all these things are coming up in the new year. Anyway, let's let uh, Tammy and Sandra take over the mic. All right. You still there? I'm here. All right. Are both of you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear one of you. <laughs> I'm here. Can't hear me? Oh, there you are. Okay, there you go. I, you know what? I uh, sorry. Okay, uh, Tammy, Sandra, introduce welcome. yourselves. Yes. Um, remember that part when in the pre-call when I told you I'd unceremoniously dump you onto live air. Uh-huh. This is the moment. This is that part. Right. <laughs> uh, so, um, Tammy and Sandra did give me some background on what they're going to talk about, but I'm going to let them uh, give you that that setup as they see fit. And you know, I think Jeff and I are just going to back slowly away yeah. and uh, turn off our mics and sit back and be audience, just like the rest of you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. See you in about an hour. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks, Sandra. Hi, Tammy. <laughs> This is Sandra. This is my voice. I have the southern drawl, so <laughs> probably easy enough to distinguish between us, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and this is Tammy, and I do not have the southern drawl. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Sandra, why don't you start? Want to introduce yourself and give us a little feed? You know, like we talked uh, a little bit about introducing ourselves and sobriety and kind of what what your deal is. Okay. I, my name is Sandra Primo and I, uh, I run a site called theunruffled.com and it is a site all about um, finding your creativity in recovery. And, um, I've been sober since July 13, uh, 2014. And, um, so I'm 47, so I drank a long time. I was a slow learner. <laughs> um, and, uh, guys in the background, okay. I don't think they muted themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that distracted me for a moment. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, um, yeah, so I have been in recovery for a little over two years. And, um, I don't know, should I talk about what that looked like? What do you, 
Well, let me just, I'll do a quick, uh, I'll do the same and, and let people know when I'm listening to podcasts, I just love to hear like when they got sober, um, how, how old they are, just kind of, it always kind of gauges things for me um, when I know that kind of information up front. And then maybe we can get into our, um, our story a little bit. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I hope they realize they didn't mute themselves. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening, uh, mute yourselves. Um, and I'm Tammy. I got sober on um, February. I actually, my last drink was on Groundhog Day. Um, but my first day sober was February 3rd of 2015. And I am 46 years old. And um, I write a blog um, with my name, TammySolace.com. And I've been writing a blog for about nine years. I wrote it under a different um blog name. Um, when I got sober, I decided to write it as my story so that I didn't necessarily have to bring my family into it or, or, um, or embarrass them any more than I probably already had in those prior years. So um, I decided to write about creativity and where that intersected with sobriety and kind of like just what I was doing and hoping that maybe I could help somebody that was following along. And uh, mainly it was for me, but if somebody else read it, that was great too. Yeah, and I really love how you um, explore your sobriety or how you've explored your sobriety month by month. I think. Yeah, I um, I started that when I was listening to or I, I was um, reading a blog um, by a, another blogger and she would document every month that uh, her month one, she did a year without drinking and she would document month one, month two, three months, 12. And so I was kind of voraciously reading her work every month when I st first got sober and uh, for the first month. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to kind of track what's going on here. This is, I'm feeling all these feelings and I want to um, do all of these things now all of a sudden that I'm waking up without a hangover. And so I wanted to document that month by month. Um, so now I'm on 21 months of sobriety. It, sometimes I worry that it's a little boring, you know, to read that. Um, it's a little boring sometimes for me to write because I'm like, oh, life is good. Life is getting better, you know, and it sounds a little Pollyanna when I'm writing it sometimes. Um, so I try to keep it real. Um, but sometimes you forget if you're having a good day, it really, I ride that. I, I have to. So, um, so I try to keep it, you know, so people can reference it. Maybe it would help somebody who kind of along in their surprise with those months as well. Right. And, well, and tell me, yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to try to text Chris and them right now <laughs> just to tell <laughs> So you talk for just a second, Sandra. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's see. I I said that I was a slow learner. I'm probably also uh, call myself a late bloomer. I um uh, I had kids late. I have never really had a career. Um. But I have been creative uh, all my life, I suppose. I've been, um, been a photographer for a while. I've designer and seamstress for a while. And, um, but uh, when I was drinking, I could never really see any of that too. It's, you know, I guess it's full potential. Um, although I guess the upside is that I definitely have logged in 
lots of hours. So I don't know if that would really make me an expert in anything, but <laughs> I think <laughs> close to my 10,000 hours probably. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, I manage my life fine, you know, I would say. Um, not, well, not fine, not fine. On the outside, it looked like I managed my life well, um, probably. Uh, except to this, people probably click. They started out that I was not managing my life. But I was in complete denial. I, I always thought that I could, I could, at some point, figure out how to control my drinking. And um, once I stars aligned, then um, I would have it all figured out. And until about the last five years or so, I really started losing ever change and um, I mentioned this this podcast but um, it took a doctor's appointment um, doctor because I, I, I wanted to be fixed I wanted I was finally ready for somebody to fix me and um and they're, they're distracting me so much. I can't, I can't. Yes. I, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep losing my train of thought. Um, if they're listening, they got to, they got to mute themselves. <laughs> Very distracting. But, any- yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not muted. No. Tried to. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna like take two. <laughs> hey, Sandra. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I, I don't mean to interrupt your story, but can we? No, it's let's... okay because I feel like I was <laughs> rambling and. <laughs> Let's talk about how we met because we've both been on this podcast, and I think that's maybe where we can start. I you know, I want to hear your story that. too, but I want—I think maybe we need another a new jumping-off point here. <laughs> I agree. Okay, how did we meet? You did start. I'll start. Yes, I'll start. Um, it's mine's a little bit of a stalker story, though. So okay, um, I'm ready. <laughs> don't call. Um, when I heard your podcast, when you were on in January earlier this year, I listened to your podcast while I was driving and everything you were saying, I was just like nodding my head and going, Oh my God, me too. Me too. I mean, I'm not a photographer or a designer, but everything else you said was, was just speaking to me and the way you were talking, I don't know if you remember, but the way you were talking, um, I definitely knew that you went to AA. And so I knew that you had 
yeah, in the rooms, they say some find someone that has what you want. Well, I hadn't really found that necessarily in the rooms, but when I heard your podcast, I was like, she has what I want. She sounds healthy. She sounds honest. That was like, that was gold. That's what I wanted. So, um, then (laughs) go ahead. There's more. (laughs) There's more. And then when we were in the, um, um, our digital recovery space online that we're in, um, I saw your name there and I was like, Ooh, I am going to see what she's up to. And then that's when I asked if you'd be in the gratitude circle that we do. And we can talk about that a little more later, but all of it. And then you were just as genuine and real and just as I had hoped. And I mean, not that I hoped, I knew I heard it in your voice and, um, I wanted what you had. And Chris, I'm sorry about the dinging. And we just met in real life a couple weeks ago in Austin, which I'm super, I was so excited and nervous and happy to do. And, um, oh, you know, but I loved it. And I loved your creative lifestyle. And that's kind of, what, that's what resonated with me is that you were um, getting stuff done. Like you, like we, what you just talked about in that, right at the beginning of the call, like you were getting things done finally. And I, that me right. too, me too. Right. Yeah. That- yeah. Which version? Well, okay, so I have to tell you, so we are um, in a private Facebook group and um, with a lot of uh, many hundreds, hundreds of um, sober, awesome women. And um, I remember the first time I noticed one of your posts and your profile picture you had on mirrored avatar glasses. Aviator glasses, is that what you call them? Aviator glasses, and I thought, well, look at her. She's hiding. No, that's not what I thought at all. I thought you were like, like super cool. You had on a scarf and like a leather jacket and and mirrored aviator glasses and I thought you were some and you live in California I thought you were some just really hip rock rocker chick wow (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad I presented that way to you but uh you met me (laughs) (laughs) first impressions are so funny but then I and then I think I'm trying to remember I think some of your first posts though you were like, I don't know about this because it was probably before you, I mean, it was probably right at the very beginning of your, of your sobriety journey. And, um, I remember some of your posts, you know, you were pretty, you were feeling a little wobbly and you were very, you were very honest about it. And I really, I really liked that because not, I don't know. It was the first, well, it was the first Facebook group I had been in. So I hadn't, seen a lot of people talk really honestly about when they were feeling wobbly. Um, yeah. yeah. It, felt, it felt safe to do so um, in that forum. I, I was approaching a year when I joined that group and I had just started AA maybe three months before that. Um, so it was all raw. It was the first holidays. It was the first everything, right? It was my first, 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 first. And, um, I kind of didn't know where to deposit all those feelings and having that space to do that and kind of learning, you know, the wisdom of that group is just powerful. And, um, 
it was really, really helpful. Really, really helpful. Well, I, I like that. So that's what you thought. Okay, well, I gotta be, I gotta be careful what I wear and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was a positive reaction. <laughs> well, I totally combed your blog, right? So I'm reading every post, everything that you've done, every dress that you've made and put up there. And you have a section on there for that you called, well, I love the name of your blog, The Unruffled. And um, it made sense to me, right? That maybe, is that, is that the, can you expound on that, why you called it The Unruffled? Well, yeah. I mean, it made sense. It makes sense to you in the way it should make sense, but um, it was actually sort of the take off of a, my clothing line name, which was called Ruffled, and yeah. um, that I've had for uh, going on 13 years now, and it's mostly a labor of love, but um, I really always loved my, my, my name, my, my business name, and um, so it was an unruffling of, of that, you know, unruffling of my life. Um, and it just came to me at, at some point. And, um, so thank you. Yeah. Well, the stories on there, the stories, the interviews, or the pieces that you were doing when I first read it, it I think you were you were pretty specific that it was going to be for people that were near you. And I was like, oh, why don't I live in Austin? I want to I want to be on there. <laughs> I want to have her photograph me. I want her. So when I was reading, I didn't even know you at this point. When I was reading, I was like, oh, you got to live like near her to be part of it. Um, which I think you know when you invited me to do it, I was like, ah! so so happy. So thank you that yeah yeah um yeah initially it was meant to be people in my vicinity only because I'm a little bit of a art director and I wanted to be the one that did all the photography for my site but then I've I've recently let let that go and um and yeah I love hearing people talk about their creative pursuits right um it's just my just my jam i love to hear um stories about what their creativity looked like before when they were drinking and how it's evolved um what it looks like in variety and how creativity um, how a person's creative pursuit help boost their sobriety. I just, I love it. I love hearing, I love hearing people. It, it's like, um, when I, if you don't mind, I'll jump in and, and just say that when I, um, when I started to, it was, I do these year long projects. And so in, in 2014, I had, um, bought a journal and on January 1st, I was going to make an entry every single day for the calendar year. And I was going to do some type of art. Now I had crafted and I had like tried to be Martha Stewart back in the day. Um, you know, she really piqued my interest probably when she got out of jail and she was wearing that, um, you know, that beautiful cape that somebody made her in prison. <laughs> and I thought, 
Okay, that was the old Martha Stewart, how I want. I, I like this one, you know, kind of a uh, new, modern, kind of a bad uh, girl. Um, mm-hmm. I So what I had done before was dabbling. I wasn't confident. Um, I still wasn't when I started this process. But on January 1st, I bought this journal and I started and I said, every single day I'm going to commit to doing this. Now, I was still drinking and that was my worst. Gen- 2014 was the, the, the beginning of my end, was that whole entire year. And I would sit down every morning and I was hungover, um, usually. Um, and I would sit and have a cup of coffee and, and draw or paint or make some kind of a mark on a page. And what that turned into for me was a, like a daily meditation. I didn't intend for it to be that, um, but that's what it turned into. And then I started really looking forward to it. And then I didn't want to miss a day because I was kind of keeping this little, um, you know, contract with myself. Oh, right. You, you were, yeah, keeping yourself accountable. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing. I, I look back now and like, um, I looked at the January 1st entry from that journal the other day and it says the word acceptance. That was the word I illustrated on January 1st of 2014 and I was still drinking. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, um, I painted with, uh, coffee sometimes I painted with wine. If I had wine in front of me, if I waited until the evening, um, I used whatever I had around me, any pen, um, that year was just like total exploration. I look at that journal and it's, it's just makes me, um, I want to hug it. <laughs> it was like so much pain. Right. It makes you sad. It makes me really sad, but it makes me happy too, because that, when I got to the end of that year and the last thing in that journal says sayonara, that's my last entry for that journal for the year. And that next January, I was like, this year is going to be different. And I picked the word for the year, and that word for the year was um, shed. And it had lots of meaning, and um, I proceeded to shed things from my life. And and on February 3rd, just a month into the year, I realized that alcohol had to go. Um, So I kept the practice. It kept me um, tethered to kind of uh, a routine and I, I now, you know, I'm involved. I've done one every single day since that January 1st of 2014. And there's something about that that just helps me be accountable and helps, I think, keep me sober. I think it's a, it's, um, it's been one of my biggest tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Journaling was a very big, big part of the first, at least four months of, of my sobriety. And I mean, I, I still journal. I wouldn't say um, I'm as consistent as I like to be now, but I, it was a very consistent practice for me in the very beginning. I had a calendar and I would write a smiley face on the day because I had stayed sober that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I would write, uh, I, I would start off by saying, these are the things that make, that made me happy today or mm. that are making me happy today. And, um, sometimes it would just be running, uh, in my neighborhood or it would be a particular podcast that I was, you know, gleaning some wisdom from. Uh, one time I counted dead frogs in my, my walk. 
I got a 24 dead frogs on my walk. <laughs> well, you have to, you need that stuff in early sobriety, right? Like you need, or I needed, it sounds like you did too, something just outside of yourself, right? That you can, um, that you can kind of hang on to. So that's dead frogs and just focusing on that till that passes that you want to go have, make yourself a cocktail or something like that's what you got to do. Well, and I think I was pretty amazed at how, just how mindful and aware I was of my surroundings, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just eyes glazed over, head mm -hmm. in a complete fog. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but, you know, getting, passing age 40, I mean, I'm not saying that you know, I'm heading towards dementia or anything, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, you and I both agree that we're perkier in the mornings than we are yeah. in the evenings. And, you know, um, you know, it's just, I just need all the help I can get. And so, yeah. um, just clearing out, the sweeping out the cobwebs, just made a huge difference and just what I what I noticed around me and I started um not that I hadn't used my phone on my camera but I also made a point to take a uh I mean my camera phone thing. um but I made a point to take a picture every day on my walk too mm. which is something, yeah something I noticed something that was interesting and um now I'm going to put it up on Instagram or, or not, but, um, I did that too. And so that was another, really just another little form of my journaling. Yeah. Chris is saying he's having a little bit of a hard time hearing you, Sandra. So I just want to, you know, you're faint, oh, really? but you know, so you can, we can talk a little uh, closer, I guess. Um, okay. I would say that practice like for journaling or for Instagram, which has been a huge part of my recovery, which I'd love to talk about in a second. But I, I think that, um, for me, like when I was writing all those um, years that I was writing, when I would wake up at, you know, 2.30 in the morning and um, full of self-loathing and hatred and I would write. Um, and I think that exercise and just like writing in the daily journal or taking your walk and taking a picture, there's this beautiful quality I think about for me, like proof of life. I needed it. Um, I was doing it when I was drinking, but when I got sober, I, I needed something positive. I needed a proof of my life that it was worth living and that it was, look at all that I had. Um, I had my health. I had my family. Uh, I was aware of everything, kind of like what you're saying. Everything became like crystal clear. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to just announce it to the world. And I know sometimes social media can be looked at like we're just showing the shiny good stuff. And I've explained to a few people that I needed that shiny good stuff. Oh, I, yeah posting just my pens and my coffee and my journal it was because I got up at five o'clock this morning and I wasn't hung over mm -hmm. and I found a beautiful quote that made me think about my life yeah and, and I could I could jot that down and share it and, and, it, and it did land with people I could feel it and I and it started you start a different kind of community and I know that people who aren't on social media on a regular basis don't understand it my husband doesn't understand it. he's not a social media guy the community that I've formed from all that has helped support me in my sobriety. And um, 
I, I think, I mean, like your photos, I'm sure when you were posting is the same thing. Like I'm on this beautiful walk, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it was usually like a detail and, um, you know, just, or, or, and, and something funny or just something that I just things that I was noticing the dead frogs, you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so we miss when we're drinking, we miss those details. We miss the kind of the, the little, little pieces of beauty in life. I miss, you miss those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When when you were um, in your early sobriety, Sandra, did you listen to any podcasts that kind of helped you um, get sober or kind of maintain your? Because you didn't go did. to later. You didn't go into the rooms until uh, about five months. Five months. Okay. Yeah. yeah five and, months. I and I didn't go until about seven months. So those beginning months, we're just trying to feel around doing it ourselves, right? And trying to go like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to um, On Being by Krista Tippett. <laughs> I listened to that podcast uh, every day. I would slap my headphones on about four or five o'clock, which was kind of my witching hour. And um, I listened to the smooth sounds of Krista Tippett. <laughs> and I... Then I started going back through the archives and I've probably, I had probably listened to every single on being that was, that's been made. <laughs> and, um, I even saw Krista Tippett at a book signing this year and I told her that she helped get me sober <laughs> and I started crying and she <laughs> looked at me like, I don't really know what to say or do to you but <laughs> she just kind of patted me on the shoulder and gave me a sweet <laughs> smile <laughs> Aww, I like that though okay. that's her creative way that's how she lives her life is this vein of creativity and and then it got to you right and but that was such an enlightening an enlightening um well it's a radio show radio show podcasts and um, it was so enlightening to me and I, boy, I gleaned a lot of, of journal entries just from listening to that. And, um, I also listened to, uh, Mark Maron's WTF because <laughs> I had, I have to have humor in my life. Um, it's something that that I've, I've, I've always had a lot of, I've always surrounded myself with a lot of funny people. And, um, that's always been very important to me. And so, uh, it, I guess it's just happened naturally and I'm pretty lighthearted, I guess you could say, would you think that I'm kind of lighthearted? Yeah, I think that. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I have a serious edge to me, but um, I'm not super earnest either. And so, uh, yeah, so I listen to those podcasts. And, um, but I didn't start 
you know, I didn't really dig into recovery memoirs or anything like that. That all took a little while for me. Um, I still have never Googled, am I an alcoholic? I never did that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I took the test. Yeah. You took the quiz. <laughs> and I totally was not an alcoholic. So <laughs> we know how that ended up. <laughs> it's really great when you can manipulate your answers. But yeah. Um, do you listen to podcasts and things when you're working in your studio? Um, you have to work in silence or how does that? No, I, yeah, I do. I listen. Yeah, I do. I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I do. When I'm sewing, um, that's a really good time for me to listen to podcasts. I don't, when I'm editing photos for some reason that I, those mm -hmm. two things don't go together for me, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I listen to music as well as like this morning. So should we tell everybody our shared common interests in music? Sure. Yeah, your picture, when you when you sent me that picture, I started laughing. I was like, that's my girl. I love her. <laughs> we both love old country music, and we don't care. We don't care. You can judge us. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I just came to Austin and I saw that Willie mural, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Willie Nelson. Yeah. And, um, and when you took me to the Broken Spoke, I mean, that's a friend right there. Yep. Two I, had, I had not been dancing or two-stepping since um, I left my first husband in Durango. So that was when I was 27. So that's almost 20 years ago. And I told Sandra, I mean, I, I mean, when I called you, I'm like, I just really want to go dancing. I just want to go two-stepping. And to not have that, I mean, so self-conscious and so busy drinking that I didn't get to do the thing I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, even though I danced with um, one guy and then kind of walked with another guy because he wasn't really dancing, he was more walking, um, I still was happy. I was super happy with it. Oh, you moved around the dance floor. <laughs> a little bit. And, and then when you sent me the thing that Michael Fassbender was there the next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. How do we miss that, Sandra? Yeah. I know. I know. I, I thought we had a good time. <laughs> yeah, we did. See, I have two-stepped in the last 20 years. And so I, I but I hadn't two-stepped in sobriety. And I have yeah. lots of, lots of drinking associations with uh, two-stepping. We've talked about that before, but, yeah. and I've written about that too, but, um, yeah. but uh, it was good, good fun. <laughs> Well, to like sit around a table with our friends, Natalie and Lara, and just have bottled water and, and going to bed that night and my cheeks just hurting from smiling and laughing. Was uh -huh. And then it just reminded me of the times that I used to think, you know, that I needed to drink so much to have a good time. And that was a beautiful, kind of weird to go to an AA conference and go to a bar um, on the Friday night. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, is this going to be too weird for me or for anybody? I thought, is this just too weird? I felt so safe and supported and um, really glad that if I was going to do that, I was doing it with you gals. So it was oh, just yeah, we were good. super fun. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I was going to ask, um, I'm not ask. I was going to talk about um, our gratitude circle for a minute. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 So, 
um, my sponsor, when I met her, I was kind of typically in, 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 um, you get, you pick your sponsor and, and, and how I got paired up with mine wasn't exactly that I picked her, but I got her and I'm so happy with her. And we just talked last night and yes, going to re read, you know, kind of engage again and get back in the groove of things. And, um, what she started me on last year, just to see if I was kind of serious was that like, she asked me to do a 30 item gratitude list for 30 days and text it to her every morning. And initially I thought that was just incredibly hard thing to ask somebody to do is to list 30 things to be you know grateful for. And, um, it turned out it is a lot, but now I could do it. Like the more you do it, the more it's almost like, it's like a muscle, right? You just kind of got to work it out. Uh, so she was just seeing if I was serious because if I wanted her to be my sponsor, uh, I had to show up. I had to be teachable and I had to take direction and all the things that are really hard when you're new mm-hmm. to. And so I, I did it and I was in this gratitude group with her. And then um, when I left that group in April, I wanted to put together my own. And I, so I asked some ladies that I knew and that I thought would participate and be game. And um, you were one of them. And I illustrate a list because usually when I'm in my meetings, I'm really nervous to be in my meetings. And so I do these little tick marks until I calm down and can kind of settle myself. And so I would do those in my meetings and then I would write my list and then I would share them with you guys. What I didn't realize was going to happen was how much I was going to learn from you and all the other gals um, that are in the gratitude circle. And that by your sharing every night and listing what you were grateful for, Sandra, like I could, I could look at my life a little differently and and find more gratitude in it. I mean, I just, I get so much out of it. I get, I get a lot out of it by writing the list myself, but I get way more out of it by reading the other ladies that are in the group, reading their lists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, um, it's almost like revelations, like little revelations and, um, don't you think? Yeah. And well, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just, you made me think of Krista Tippett when she had Elizabeth Gilbert on, um, they were talking about the difference between happiness and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Talking about like happiness, there has to be a happy occasion and to be happy or you know, something bright and shiny, right? Gratitude could be found in good and bad situations. Mm-hmm. And I what the list kind of started doing for me that um you know my best friend has cancer what's mm-hmm. so great about that well what's right. great about it is that you know i could be of service or that um i can see life differently my perspective changed um that she's getting healthier and that she's doing these other treatments that i'm learning about there was good to be found from a hard situation mm-hmm. and when i would read like especially yours when you had a hard day or something and I saw how you found the good in it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little kick, you know, like, okay, get over yourself, Tammy. Your day was not that bad. And not that somebody else had a bad day, but how you found gratitude in it. Right. Oh like- yeah. Oh yeah. Along those lines, I definitely remember, you know, after my kid had had lice for the third time in three weeks, I'll, all I could think about was your friend Casey, you know, like our lives came back, but yeah. her cancer had come back. And, you know, and so that, yeah, definitely, there was definitely much, mm. many perspectives that had been shifted and have been shifted over the past, how long have we been doing it? 
six months, yeah, eight months, something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. I've also heard too that gratitude uh, is an action, and mm. I think just um, the act of writing it down uh, just makes it so much more meaningful. Um, it cements it, right? Like it kind of, like anything when you write it down, it kind of, you can remember it, you can recall it. It's um, like I said, these books that are filled with all these lists, when I go back and look at them, it takes me right back to where I was that day and, and um, how I tried to find, if it was a hard day, how you try to find something good from that. Right. It, it's, it's a total shift in your perspective. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love our gratitude list. I love all, all of our girls in our gratitude list in our gratitude circle. Yeah, it's, um, really, it's a powerful tool, I think, for for sobriety. Yeah, and I think it's so neat how we've all gotten really gotten to know each other. We've all gotten really close just mm -hmm. through the gratitude circle. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, "How do you do that?" You know, and I was telling them, and I said. And I said, and you're friends with like people that you've never met before. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you kind of get what you give. So if you put yourself out there on your list, you, you get to know someone, right? They get to know you. You're kind of revealing yourself, um, which is hard to do at first, you know, because that's a whole trust thing. And we're not used to trusting, at least for me, I didn't trust a whole lot of women um, in early sobriety. You know, I would go into the rooms to women's meetings and I just felt like, oh, they're all friends and I felt like there was like a dynamic that could go down. It never did. It was all in my head. I, but you do have to build up trust with people. And I feel like that's what it's done. And, um, and, and, and go ahead. No, I'm just saying, and I could text and reach out to any one of you, which I, I often do when I read the list, I kind of hear like, Oh, it's like a bat call kind of like, Oh, someone needs. Me. Oh, right. I want to check in with them on the side because you know, they're having a hard day or, if someone is struggling with them, you know, maybe, maybe someone wants to drink, you know, I, I want to reach out to them and it's a good, it's a good indicator of, um, of what's going on with somebody. And we've talked about this before, but did you ever think you'd be a per person that would write gratitude lists every day? <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was absolutely. <laughs> that was our contempt prior to investigation <laughs> issue that we come up in front of all the time <laughs> I'm like I would have thought this was the dumbest thing to eat like if I was listening to us right now and I was still drinking I'd be like those women are stupid <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have even given it any I would have thought oh that's just to make you feel better or doesn't that sound nice I wouldn't have felt like it was genuine I had all this contempt for things that I didn't know that you things never that, tried totally <laughs> you know yeah anything like especially <laughs> Especially um, gratitude. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now everything could go on and on. <laughs> if my list could just, yeah, could just go. It could be a whole yellow pad full of things I've had contempt before I've tried them. <laughs> but that's like in sobriety, though. I'm open, and that's the one thing I think that started yep. happening. Like you just like what do they ask you to be willing and to like be mm -hmm. open. Uh, and it sounds really simple or maybe simplistic, but it, if you truly are, like, you can change your thinking. It's one of the hugest shifts I've made, I, I think, in the mm -hmm. last two years is that now I am open. I'm open and I'm willing and I come to things, I try to come to things without judgment up front. 
Yeah. I judged everything. When I was doing my step six, I had to write about, um, you know, you have to write about the things that, that, that are in your, um, I don't know if anybody doesn't do AA, but in call in step four, you kind of list all your stuff and then you have to look at your part in things. And my part was judgment and procrastination were my two biggest things. And I wrote about judgment for a month. And finally my sponsor was like, okay, enough, you got to move on. But I judged everything mm -hmm. and not, not in a great way. <laughs> like you need judgment for like not to harm yourself or to harm others. You know what I mean? But I used it for everything. Anything I heard, I just judged. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between intuition, I think, and and judgment for sure. Yeah. And procrastination was another one. Um, yeah, yeah. But now, so okay, well let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So do you find that um that you know that you feel like you have so many creative ideas now? that you're just making up for trying to make up for lost time. And so where something might seem to be you're procrastinating, it's actually you're just trying to figure out what you will or won't neglect that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough hours in the day now. Exactly. And I don't watch TV on a regular basis. I can't even read right now. There's so many creative things I want to do. My like, just it's overflowing and I have to pick. And um, when I got sober, I went back to college and I'm majoring in art. So like right now I have all these projects that I'm doing um, for my finals in art class. There's not enough time. And right. I'm, do you feel, I know you must feel that way. Oh, totally. Totally. So whereas something might look like procrastination, it's really just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I wake up with this idea like those recovery themed embroidery art pieces that I'm making and putting in my marketplace right now that I literally woke up one morning about a week ago and had the idea and just wanted to stop everything and <laughs> make them all, which I did pretty much over Thanksgiving week. I made them all that week, photographed them. Did you see that I ordered two? Hmm? Did you see that I ordered two? I saw that you ordered one. <gasps> I ordered two. I don't okay. think. I, I don't think well, we can talk about that later. But <laughs> tell about what they say. Tell about what these beautiful embroidery pieces say. Well, one a couple. Uh, yeah, yeah. They are recovery themed embroidery pieces. One says sober as fuck, but it doesn't. It just says AF, um, <laughs> which like that's it. what all the cool kids are doing on Instagram. <laughs> so. Um, and once a subversive AF and, uh, one has a pair of glasses that says contempt prior to investigation, which is my favorite three <laughs> words, four mm -hmm. words from the big book. Um, uh, one is a pencil and it says weapon of mass destruction and, oh, there's a few more, but yeah, they've been... They were, they, they were super fun to make and, um, they, uh, but, but that was one of those things where, you know, it may look like I was procrastinating on some other things by knocking all that out in a week, which I did. I put some other things off, but it's really just, um, I've got 
there's just so much. There's so many ideas. But the difference now, and there's always been a lot of ideas. There's always been so many barstool ideas that <laughs> just never, ever came to fruition. And now yeah. the difference is that I can actually follow through with things. I can actually see things to completion, yeah. which is a freaking miracle. Yeah, because I had a lot of really good ideas really late at night, and um, mm-hmm. and I would plan things, and, and they would they would never get done. Mm-mm. And then nope. I would I'd just beat myself up about it too. So yeah, no. Now that I'm sober, and all these ideas, there's just there's not enough time or hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just finished that project with Holly, um, the mantra project. Yes, and beautiful. I, thank you. Yeah. And it was a really, you know, it was a great self-discovery of what I was capable of. I had a lot of self-doubt as artists do, you know, and that kind of, I think you and I listened to the Jealous Curator podcast a lot. And um, she, Daniel Krissa, who runs that, talks a lot about, you know, the imposter syndrome and um, your inner critic a lot. Mm -hmm. We have this voice inside of us. And when I was drinking, that voice was loud. Mm, Yeah. And so it can still be there at times, but I, I know how to get stuff done now. I'm super capable. I, I've always had that within me. I just, I just slough things off because I wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how could I get anything done? That just nothing, <laughs> nothing else was a priority. Yeah. Yeah. And when I owned, a, I owned a wine bar. And so that was really easy to um, hide that that was my job and, I needed just to drink with people and that was just all an excuse because I, I, I hated every, almost every moment of that because of my anxiety mm. and to, to quell the anxiety I would drink. And so it was like this round and round and round. Now that I'm not drinking and I don't own the wine bar, um, this is my life now to come out to the studio and to go back to college at 46 years old. And oh, I, love that. Work. I, I love it so much. And I intertwine recovery with everything I do at school, which might make me look like a weirdo maybe to some people. I don't care. Um, but the, my, like my final art project for, if for my art class is going to be about um, women in recovery and painting them all prim and proper. And then I'm going to paint a little bit of a messier version, the perfect and the imperfect. And oh, I I'm love that. super excited to do that one. And um, you'll have to put all of those up on Instagram, all of them. Wow, you know, I love to share, so I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about our other project um, that we conceived and then we have brought, we are bringing to fruition. Oh, yeah. Well, you take the lead because this is like kind of your baby and you're okay. letting ride along with it because um, I love it. Okay. It. Well, my, my husband um, has a, a BFA. And he and his um, college friends, um, art school friends, and a couple of professors get together every year and they have an art exchange. And um, uh, before, you know, at the end of the, the, when one is wrapping up, they announce the, the um, subject for, or the theme for the next art exchange and you have a year um, to complete the exchange. And I love his art exchange. It's always so cool what he brings home. He always takes pictures of everybody's piece. 
And um, I was just contemplating on those. And I went around and took pictures and thought we should um, do this in our recovery circles. We have enough people that do all kinds of artistic things that I think we could talk into um, doing an art exchange. You know, maybe we could do it more than once more frequently than once a year. And so I went around the house and snapped some pictures of, of pieces of art that we, that, that my husband's collected. And then what I texted them to you and told yeah. you the whole scoop and said, we should do this. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, yes, I I'm all about that. That just sounded exciting to me. And um, so we decided to do it once a quarter. Mm-hmm. And we have about 20 women doing it this time around. Uh, and it's recovery themed is our theme. So our first one was reflection. And I got the most beautiful piece um, that I love. It's right here in my art studio next to me from Susan. And uh, this theme for this next winter one that we're doing right now, I'm shipping off to uh, Germany uh, tomorrow, actually, um, is on this theme is Surrender. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, to another woman named Caitlin. And so she'll do her interpretation of the word surrender. I'm doing my interpretation of the word surrender. And then we ship off the art. And uh, I think it's really cool. I'm really right. happy. And so we have um, any any piece of any artistic endeavor could be, you know, accepted as, as art. It doesn't have to be uh, graphic art or painting. Um, it could be a photo or a sculpture, um, as long as it could be snail mailed or emailed, um, poetry, yeah. a song. Um, so I'm super excited to see what everyone's done for surrender. I think some of the ladies have struggled with it a little bit mm -hmm. and, um, it's going to be, it's, it's very exciting. Well, it's like a metaphor, right? These words, reflection, and then a lot of words in recovery kind of can be little buzzwords, but that acceptance, uh, uh, recovery, I'm, I'm sorry, reflection and surrender, but seeing what somebody interprets that as and how they can create with that, I think that is just really powerful. Um, I know that when I got, when I made the last one, it was powerful for me, but then to receive somebody else's interpretation and kind of feel that, that they made that and they gifted that to me is just really, really precious. Yeah. yeah. So we'll keep doing that. We're going to recruit more people. If anybody's interested, they can contact us on our respective blogs, I'm sure. Right. So this one is coming up December 21st is when we'll reveal the exchange or it'll slowly come out. Every um, uh, Everyone in the group will um, reveal what they've gotten on their Instagram or blog if they have one. And we'll make a lot of announcements and show off everybody's pieces. But, um, and then the next one will be what, um, I can't think that far ahead. March 21st. It's the spring uh, equinox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there'll be lots of time before the next one. Yeah. And if anybody wants to look at what we're talking about, they can go on Instagram and we have a hashtag and it's recovery gals art exchange. And you can just click on that hashtag and kind of see that's where people have shared just a small sampling of, of what people are making and sharing and doing and creating. Right. Um, you want to talk about anything locally you've got going on or I know we're oh, about 
bit of our time here, so I wanted to make sure you got to talk about what you want. Okay. Well, um, sure. I uh, have a group on Meetup, so of course you would have to be um, close to me, and I'm in Austin, Texas. But I have a group. Sorry, that was was Chris. Is that you? Is that Chris? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to turn that off, so sorry. Okay. Um, I have a group on Meetup, and it is titled, it's not titled The Unruffled, although I think that's somewhere um, in the verbiage, but I think it's titled um, Austin. Just um, hit me up on, um, hit me up on Instagram or uh, message me on Facebook, uh, and I will tell you the exact name, but I think it's called Austin um, cre- uh, creativity and recovery, I think is what my meetup's called. Anyway, um, I have the next one scheduled for January 15th. Um, that's, it's a Sunday. I've scheduled it at noon at a coffee shop called genuine Joe's coffee and it's on Anderson lane. And basically it is um, a call out to everyone in my meetup to come hang out and talk about um, your creative projects. And since it will be post-holiday, I think we'll probably talk about the things that we did to keep ourselves sober and sane through the holidays. Um, you know, obsessively knitting or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's non XA. It is uh, secular for the most part. And, um, you know, it's just an alternative. I, I really want to someday have a space that's a permanent space. That's all mine where, um, you know, we sober people can come and do crafts and make things and it's a, sober environment um but this is what I can do for now and um I've had one meetup so far and it was super fun so I hope that I get um lots of attendees for this next one and we'll see I want to make it a regular thing wish she could come (laughs) yeah I wish I could come too well I'm coming back out there I loved Austin good and I was going to just share, I've been writing a column for um, Chris over at the Recovery yes. and that's called Crossing the Rooms. And I do write about my steps. Um, I know that's a little mysterious, and I know that it's, in some circles it's frowned upon to write about, bec- about um, because of the anonymous component. But uh, I didn't really think about that too much when I pitched the idea to Chris. Um, and he said yes, and I started doing it, and I've, I've since had some thoughts about it. I'm definitely finishing the series. I may not um, use the word AA so much, and, and even though I just used it right now. Um, but I might write about it and in, a, in a way that's a little um, more friendly and, and um, just not to get – I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. So, um, But I am very proud of that, of those columns, and they're very honest. And when I was in early sobriety, I wanted to read what somebody was writing and going through the steps, and there's not a whole lot. I mean, no, there's, there's not. AA literature, but I want to know, like, since I was, like, still questioning my path I wanted I wanted to 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 find a place where I could read stuff and that's when I found the recovery revolution I started reading what was on there 
And I was like, yes, this is, this seems like the place where I could do that. And that hopefully that I could help somebody. So that, that's on, um, that's on Chris's site. And that's, I hope that um, I will knock out a few more over the next couple months. Uh, and I also wanted to just share real quick, the mantra project that, I'm, that I worked on with Holly Whitaker from hip sobriety is uh, you can find a link to it on my website, which is tammysolace.com. And you can uh, get 40 emails sent to you and they come at like a slow release every day. You're going to get one for 40 days. I did the artwork to her mantras and she does some writing, some prompts, some quotes, uh, really helpful, really helpful um, in early recovery, I think. And, and just as a tune up, like I'm not getting them. I need to sign up and get them myself because I feel like January 1st, I could start getting them and they really kind of help center your day and your practice in the morning by starting and saying a mantra throughout the day. And um, their mantras, like there's one, just an example of nobody knows what a mantra is. Uh, one that says, I trust that every relationship is a perfect assignment. When I start the day with that mantra and like repeat it throughout the day, it keeps me totally centered when I'm really annoyed at the, you know, the people at the post office, I need to remember that I trust that every relationship <laughs> is a perfect assignment to teach me tolerance or to teach me patience. So her, her wise words and um, I got to illustrate her words, which was just a, a gift. So. Yeah, they're super cool. I haven't even opened every single one and I, I can't, <laughs> You know, they're almost like little gifts that I can just, I need one I can open, but they're really, really beautiful. I love them. Thank you. Okay. Sorry about the dang. Chris is coming back. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Did you guys, I am so sorry about the beginning of that. Um, (laughs) Honestly, uh, just there's a, there's a famous or famous, a funny onion headline that says podcast hosts swears to audience that next time the sound will be better and <laughs> that's it's funny because it's true it's like every single episode i feel like i could swear that it'll be better next time um <laughs> right before we got on air the app that i used to record forced me to uh, download a new version and uh, clearly something about muting <laughs> one channel is was not working um but uh we learned our lesson um so hopefully the rest of it was was okay for you too, um, and uh, the sound uh, was great on this end. Ultimately, I sent you a couple notes on that, but uh, yeah, do you want me to? Are, are you ready for for us to? Well, to wait, s- how, how did it oh. feel, ladies? Because we. How did it feel? Yeah, do you guys feel like? Oh yeah, we nailed this thing. It was awesome. I think we did. We we, were, we had a little. Yeah. Okay. Did we? Yeah. I. Th- we had a little rough start. Um, well, yeah, this, I, the beginning was the beginning was that was our fault. Our fault. And that, that's distracting on a number of levels. We did shape up and pay attention after that, but Jeff and I hadn't seen each, Jeff and I hadn't seen each other in a bit, and so we got lost in. So just, you guys are catching up. We oh were. yeah, we could hear you. I know. Uh, and I apologize. We that we but Chris we, did have a nice hotel in Austin. We did. Yeah. We did figure that out. So apologies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll see what happens in post. I may leave it in warts and all just because that's the nature of how we do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got a little awkward at first, but then I was like, I need to just talk to Sandra like I'm on the phone with her because that's how we talk. You well, know, you know, it's interesting because I was listening while I have, you know, one, one, one headphone on and I'm like, why is Sandra sort of like speaking haltingly? 
And I'm I, could, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't see the text that you <laughs> yeah, said. I'm like, why is she speaking like, I don't know. You, I, I'm like, is she nervous or? And then, and then when you said it's really distract, you're really distracting me. I thought you were talking to Tammy. I'm like, what's Tammy doing? <laughs> ah. Yeah. So it, it was. I, I was hearing it. All. I was just confused by it. Anyway, um, I hope you had fun. We did. And I mean, fun's maybe not exactly the, what the first word one would think of when talking about uh, addiction recovery and all things, you know, I know you came through by way of creativity and things like that, but um, it should be fun, I think. And uh, yeah, Very I, I thought it was cool. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to, you know, I'll take a quick listen. And like I said, I may leave it as is. Um, is there anything you feel like you missed? You want to wrap up? I mean, I know you mentioned uh, the sites, Tammy Salas, T-A-M-M-I-S-A-L-A-S dot com and the unruffled, the unruffled dot com. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. anything else? And, and I just I plugged your, the column on your site that I'm writing. I heard steps. that. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, the recoveryrevolution.online. And I hope everybody checks out all three of those sites because there's all sorts of cool recovery stuff happening on both. And creative, creativity is um, abundant on all those sites. So, Yes, please, please come, you know, while away some hours over the holidays. <laughs> on <laughs> right. Both <your> sites. <laughs> yeah. That drink, just, just keep reading. Yeah, binge yeah. recover. Yes. <laughs> Well, we don't do anything halfway, right? right We're going to exactly. do it. That's right. <laughs> thanks for having me on, Chris. Thanks for letting us do this. And Jeff, thank you very much. Yes. yes thank thanks, you, guys. guys. Yeah, and apologies again, but it was awesome. We got there in the end, so. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. All right, I'm going <laughs> to play us out. out. All right. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.